Here we go. You are now listening to Random Ramblings with Rock. Yay! I'm from Orlando, Florida, and I joined the Marine Corps to better myself, get more discipline, go everywhere, and see we can be the best. From Bronx, New York, and I joined the Marine Corps to be a better role model for my little brother. From Huntsville, Alabama, and I joined the Marine Corps to set a better example for my younger siblings and to be a better person than my dad. I'm from New York. Why I joined the Marine Corps? For self-growth. Self-growth. Oceanside, California. I joined the Marine Corps to overcome a huge challenge and to be better than everybody else. Harrison, Arkansas. Follow my dad's footsteps. New York. I want to be successful and I want to challenge myself. Daytona Beach, Florida. I joined the Marine Corps uh, to better my life and the fact that uh, I couldn't work at a surf shop for the rest of my life felt kind of like a loser. From Richmond, Virginia. And I joined the Marine Corps because... My life was going downhill, and I needed to get myself together as a young adult and young man. And joining the military seemed like the best option. And joining the military, you know, to break down into branches. And obviously, the Marines, is, the Marine Corps is uh, the best branch, the most clean, the most tight. And uh, just from the outside looking in, seemed like the best decision. What up, everybody? This your boy, B-Rob. I am from Lake Charles, Louisiana. And the reason I joined the Marine Corps is because I didn't want to be like everyone else in my family. The majority of my family has been um, prior Army. And I didn't think the Army was a good fit for me. And I wanted to stand out. I wanted to be different. And I chose the Marine Corps. And now that we got all that out of the way, let me... Once again, thank you, the listener, for coming back once again for another episode of the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast or the 3R podcast or the Triple R podcast or the R Times 3 podcast. In any case, I'd like to thank you, the listener, for listening to me ramble at random. Random. Remember that. We're doing a, like the Pee Wee's Playhouse thing. Anytime somebody says the word random in the conversation we gotta point it out there do something silly or do something random hence the name anyway you can follow me on twitter but most importantly you can go to my website it is called random robcast that way you can click on the social button and you can find all my social media accounts i have a twitter account i have a facebook page which i am the only ones that using the Facebook page. I get a lot of likes on there, but there's nobody contributing. I want you as the random participants in listening to my podcast every week or whenever you listen to them. Go ahead. Like the page. Leave a random picture. Leave a random comment. Do something random on the Facebook page so I can see it. So I don't be by myself crying in the corner like, oh, nobody like my Facebook page. But in any case, today we have a guest. And I had very much, so much, I had a lot of fun doing this podcast with this man. Um, DeMarco Ward. 
I served with him at uh, my first duty station, which was 2nd Tank Battalion in Camp Lejeune, North Carolina. And we've been buddies ever since. Um, He wound up getting out of the military, and now he is currently a mailman in the St. Louis area, which I feel like poop because that's only that's probably less than two hours away from where I am right now and I haven't been up there to visit him and hang out with him but nevertheless I'll make it happen but for now we got him here on the podcast and we talked at length about um deploying for the very first time for um going into Iraq when we first initially invaded in 2003 and I asked him the same question that um, I asked my students, as you heard at the beginning of the podcast. Two simple questions. Where are you from and why did you join the Marine Corps? And he told me why. And he and then some. So, I mean, this was very fun. We almost sat down and talked for about three hours. So this is going to be my first dual episode. I'm going to play part one for you tonight. Well, today or whenever you're listening to it, and then um, I'll release part two later on in the week. So sit back, relax. Let me tickle your ear holes with my melodic tones and um, listen to me and my friend DeMarco, him name Sneaks, him name Wheezy, him name your favorite mailman on the Random Ramblings with Rob podcast. Yep, on Dateline. <laughs> yeah, say something. Let me see if this thing recording. What? What's that? Say something. Let me see if this is recording. Why well, I gotta say something? Because I'm tracking. I shouldn't them. have. Tracking. But I shouldn't have to. Right. You say you need a trapper keeper. Yeah, trapper. I seen something on eBay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just uh, tracking the levels on my side. Oh. All right, there you go. Damn, that boy got a uh, studio microphone. You in there doing damn future impressions or something? <laughs> yeah, young Metro don't trust you. I'm gonna shoot you. <laughs> so either get a good windmill. <laughs> I got one of those. Oh man! Oh. Shit, what was get you? My was nerves up? out. Your nerves, man. It's me you talking to. You ain't nobody else. You ain't. You ain't on the stand. You ain't got to testify to nothing, homeboy. Hey, man. If 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 it feel like it, man. <laughs> yeah. I don't think I ever been um, interviewed besides being at the police department. It, uh, I've been there. I've been there. Been that same yeah. situation. You, you, matter of fact, you was the one that had to come get me. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so see, mine was a little different. I was a quote unquote a civilian. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, I got stories for days. Well, shit, that was like um, that's one of the stories that I tell the students every class. I tell them that story. But how I got locked up because <laughs> I was giving somebody a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> that's terrible, ain't it? Yeah, yeah. Ah, it, but it happens. It happens. It happens. I told him that story. I told him about the the one girl. That what had, one girl? 
She had this is like after you left, I think. Or was it? I'm trying to remember. No, you was around. I don't think Well, let's see. We just I just got back from Yeah, we just got back the first time. And it was a little while after that. And um I met this girl after me and just split up. I'm gonna have to beep that out because I don't wanna say her name. And uh you know, me and her was kicking it for like a month and a half. And, you know, I was all up in the house and everything. And I done met a brother. I done met a mama. Hold up, hold up, hold up, man. You're breaking up on me now. We had a good damn connection. Fuck. All right, go ahead. Yeah. You know, I was kicking it with her for like a month and a half. I done met a mama, her brother. Her kids called me friend and all kind of junk like that. And she invited me to the house one night to introduce me to her husband. So, yeah, that that happened. (laughs) Oh wow! And yeah. how'd that go? Uh, it <laughs> I don't went. Think I haven't met nobody's husband though. Yeah, it went. It was. It was. It, was, it, it went way way different than what I thought it was gonna go. Because <laughs> I thought it was gonna go down. Wow! <laughs> but I mean, she, she took care of all that. She she had a story in place. I didn't say nothing. I just sat there, ate chow. <laughs> Because that was the intended purpose for me to come over there and wow. eat some food. <laughs> so yeah, wow. that, please don't tell me all three of y'all was sitting at the table together. Yeah, it did. It happened. And I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you how. I'm gonna tell you exactly how I felt. I'm gonna tell you how I tell my <laughs> students. Now we talk about military personnel and PTSD and all that shit, right? Yeah. I've seen some stuff. I've been deployed many times, but if I have PS- PTSD from anything, it'll be from that instance when she was like, hey, I want you to meet my husband. And dog, no lie. It's like my body went into autopilot. It's like I blacked the hell out. It's like I was moving and I was talking, but I don't remember none of that shit. <laughs> so that, dog, I don't know. It was just like I was screaming inside my mind. But my body and everything on the outside was just doing something completely different than what was going on on the inside of my head. <laughs> right. Because like I said. Yeah, I bet. Because like I said, I sat down at the table and everything and started eating like nothing was going on at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, what the hell, man? <laughs> and then look, I, I and then th- this is how I escaped. So like I said, I'm sitting down, I'm I'm eating at the table with the dude, and he just mean mugging me, right? Yeah. And, you know, all kind of shit going on in my head. I'm fucked up at this point. And dude was like, he asked the million dollar question. So how'd you meet my wife? And uh, oh. before, before I can even try to figure out anything to say to this dude, she come run out the kitchen talking about, Oh yeah, cause this one I had the kids. She was like, "Oh yeah, I seen him in the grocery store. He was struggling with these two kids, and he looked like he needed some help. And you know, so I offered to help him out. And I was like, oh, Lord. <laughs> wow. so, I mean, so she had a story in place and everything, man. And then now, um, this how I escaped. So <laughs> they went into the back, and it was obviously talking about something. I don't know what it was. I didn't care at the point. I just knew they wasn't in the room with me, so I left. I, I went out the door. I was gone. I was halfway up the oh, driveway. Shit. And she come out the house, you know, chasing me up the driveway. And listen to me. This is what she said. Work. Honest quote. Honest quote. I'm not lying. 
This is what she said to me. Why are you tripping? Wow. <laughs> what the fuck you mean why I'm tripping? After you just blindsided me telling me I got to meet your husband? Yeah, and then she yeah. want to ask why you tripping? Yeah, and it's, it's not I'm like... Jacksonville, right? Yeah, Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not like she invited me over with the in, with the intent. That's not the intent. You know, it was just like, because this is way back. I, I didn't have a cell phone or nothing like that. She dropped by the house and left a note. Told me, come by the crib tonight. I got a surprise for you. <laughs> that is crazy. So, yeah. And then this was even crazier about that situation, right? I've been uh-huh. to the house many times. Like I said, a month and a half, right? Okay. No pictures of this dude in the house. Mama didn't say Did nothing. Did they all it. of a sudden show up that day you went over? I, I wasn't even looking at none of that, to be honest. But <laughs> right. Mama didn't say nothing. <laughs> the kids didn't mention their daddy once. Her brother didn't say nothing about dude. Nothing. I was just there. Like, I was the main man. <laughs> wow. So I, I don't even know. I tell the students. Yeah, stu- I left. Yeah, I, I, t- I told the students about. I tell the students that story every t- every class. Yeah, it's trifling. Pretty much. That's man. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got I got stories. I don't have one like that. That's that's a bit much. Uh, a bit, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit much. That's a good one though. I like that one. I don't know where the hell I was at. Was I at courthouse bay by then? Uh, probably, because I mean, we got back. Well, I got back before you, and um, so I don't know how long after you got back or whatever that this happened, but it was like a minute because me and the ex had went through it, and um, I was just like by myself for the first time in a long time. <laughs> yeah, now see, I remember all of that. Yeah, when yeah when she was tripping, but that well, shit, they was all tripping around the same time. Yeah, yeah it's like too. You know how the damn <laughs> what they say about women or whatever when they be around each other they start syncing up they their periods and yeah, shit. It was probably the same with the drama. It was just all all syncing up at once. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh well. But it, it worked out for me though. I had some I had some fun times in Sandy Run and some <laughs> other places. No, no lie. <laughs> all the kids that get stationed in Lejeune, I tell them to stay away from that place. <laughs> Why? It's so much amazing things that happen out there, man. No, it's not amazing <laughs> for a young Marine. Was, wasn't I in Sandy Run when you called me? Wasn't I in Sandy Run when you called me and told me my truck had just got broken into? Yeah, see? See? Because <laughs> I, I just. was having a good time, man. Yeah, because um, you left it at my house, and I think I went on leave or something, and then I came back, and yeah, that's what when it happened. <laughs> yeah. Wow. And you know, and what I, I'm still thinking about that to this day. I was like, I don't understand how that happened on base. They came on base and did that. You know. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, I had a a good uh, a good idea of how it happened. Well, who did it? Yeah, I remember but, you talking uh, about that. You no, know, I was in. Yeah, I was in that car club. The corrupt players. Yeah, and all that, kinds uh, of corrupt. <laughs> right. Even, you know, and the crazy thing was, I don't know if I told dude that 
then my truck had broke down because it was like a starter or the alternator or something. Of course, you know, I was broke as shit back then. Yeah. So, you know, I was trying to fix it myself. But, uh, yeah, I had a long suspicion that he did it because, of course, everybody in the car club knew where, like, the brain was because back then your, your screen had to have a brain separate from where it was and all that crap. Yeah. So they took all of that. The only thing they didn't take was the most important part was the fiber optic wires. You can't even use it without the wire. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> so yeah, it was crazy. But um, but I did have a good time in Sandy Run though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was there for a little bit, but I didn't stay long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, good times, man. Good times. Well, what was the other places? It was like I tell them to stay away from Sandy Run. I tell them to stay away from Beecham Apartments. I tell them to stay away from um, that housing development over there off of Western by the Checkers and the McDonald's and all that. I forget what they call that. Okay. Yeah, yeah I can't remember the name of it. And yeah. it, was some, it was some trailers. Uh, Holiday City? I don't remember the name of them, but I used to be off in them trailers too. <laughs> 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 yeah. Goddamn. Hey, Watts know about them trailers. Oh, I, dog, I tell them the story about Watts, too, how he got shot in the stomach. Yeah, he got shot in the stomach. Hell, he was, what, 18 with six kids or whatever the hell it was, five? Yeah, six. Yeah. Terrible. Yeah, I tell him about that whole night of events when he got shot, man. It was just like. The who? The, I tell uh, the students. I, I tell the students that whole story, too. Because, damn, yeah. it was the last time that I went to Club 108. And okay. then we all went together. Club 108. And um, I come in there with my Saints jersey on because, you know, we got to represent our home states and shit, right? And then as soon as, I come, as soon as I come in the door, right, dude come up to me. He was like, uh, oh, man, you from Louisiana, dog? You from New Orleans? I was like, yeah. Uh, well, I'm not from New Orleans. I'm from Lake Charles or whatever. He said, oh, what's up, man? I'm from Louisiana, too, blah, blah, blah. He dapped me up and he left. That's the last time I seen him, right? So... I'm in the club uh-huh. and I meet this girl and we dancing and shit, right? And um, out of nowhere, some other girl come in, like big dude looking female, or whatever, right? And she kind of shoved me out the way, and her and the girl I was dancing with start kissing. So I was like, "Oh, okay." Oh, yeah, just okay. I'm like, "This is this, yeah. this is cool." You can obviously that was a thing, so I just left them alone. And as I'm trying to cope with what I just saw. Had, <laughs> Over to my left, they had this uh, guy. He was asking this girl. He asked the girl to dance, which is polite, but that's not really the protocol when you're in the club. Yeah. But uh, she shrugged him off. She's like, kind of gave him like a whatever type deal, right? And dude, no lie, no lie. He he kind of froze for a second. Uh-huh. And no shit, no exaggeration, dude. He went down. To say his heel or whatever, and he came back and just cocked in the face, bow, and then he stumbled oh, shit. and he ran out the side door with security running right behind him. And I'm like, "Oh man, what the hell's going on?" <laughs> so, right, man, you got a chance to see all the cool shit now. And you remember it was a split level, right? So up on the upper deck had two females arguing, you know, just going back and forth. Ah, 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 ah. And then, blow, female smacked the other female with a freaking beer bottle and I'm like oh shit <laughs> I said what the fuck and then the one that got smacked one of her friends sprayed pepper spray in the fan 
So we all in there coughing <laughs> and everything, right? It's just goddamn mayhem, dog. And um, remember, dude, from the beginning of the story, right? Right. He come up, he come run up on me, and she was like, "Hey, man, we just got into it with these other cats or whatever." And I know you from Louisiana, man. You got my back, right? I was like, "Yeah, dog, I'm down. Let's go." As soon as this dude left, I got whoever I was with. I was like, "Dog, let's get the fuck out of here." <laughs> <laughs> and we leaving people running around pepper spray coughing and everything and then when we get in the car and we leave damn everybody calling around talking about Watts got shot in the stomach I was like what the fuck <laughs> wow. so that all that happened in one night I'm that's just, crazy and I still don't know where the hell I was at I, I don't remember know. hearing the news I have no clue I probably drunk somewhere probably <laughs> you was thinking when I I knew I was gonna be, I knew I was gonna be doing this recording with you today and um I wanted to ask you remember the night we was um Uh-oh. we was hanging out and um we was gonna go to the club I think it was a party I mean not party city that's the goddamn <laughs> Halloween store uh what's that what's that shit right the damn the party zone party zone yeah. We was gonna go to party zone. We was like, yeah, 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 we're gonna go to party zone. We got fresh and everything, right? So we okay. riding. We was like, man, let's get something to drink. And we stop at the Circle K and we got the goddamn St. Eyes motherfucking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so we sit there, we fucking guzzle uh, St. Eyes and shit. And then we riding around. <laughs> he was like, man, your stomach hurt? <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, my stomach hurt. <laughs> We went back to the house and started blowing up the bathroom, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was that that Saint Eyes, uh, what was it, strawberry something? Yeah, kiwi or whatever yeah. the fuck that yeah, was. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, the strawberry kiwi. <laughs> man, my stomach be toe up from man, dude. <laughs> <laughs> my stomach is even worse now. Man. <sighs> I know. I don't even think we went oh, out after shit. that. I think we just stayed there. I don't think. Yeah, I think we did too. Cause, uh, yeah, my stomach hella weak, dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, but this is hilarious. Got my brain racing, going back in in the day, trying to remember shit. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> but um, what I think, uh, what I got to tanks. In what 2000? It was around December or something like that. And you were there. When you before, got there? Yeah, when I got there. Because you was there way before me. Um, Well, you was like a corporal then, right? No. What, in 2000? Nah, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I was in Japan first, and that was from 99 to 2000. And then I went to Tank, so that was 2001. Okay, so because I got there like tail end of two thousand, because it was a uh, December when I got there. Okay, I know Johnson was there. Oh, Levine Johnson was there before me. Yeah, he was there before me. Shit, if I don't, if I remember right, he hell he might have checked me in. Probably. So anyway, whatever. Yeah, it was so. Yeah, I want to say it was two thousand. One, yeah, or no, it may have been at the end of two thousand. 
Yeah, so we well, probably like got I that said, about the same in, time. I was in Japan from 99 to 2000. So, yeah, so 2000, 2001. Yeah, you're right. So, early, early 2000, probably. Yeah. Because I, I don't know if you knew this, but now I remember when I first got there, I was fresh out of freaking here, Fort Leonardwood. And now um, I was in there with, uh, who was the master in there before him named Sweet Willie? Him named Steve. <laughs> him named uh, Steve. <laughs> Other guy. I think it was white yeah. or something like that, right? Mass on white. Nah, nah, that was sweet Dick Willie. Oh, okay. Nah, that was Williams. Yeah, you right. White, 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 white. He was a tall one, tall uh, black guy. Yeah. So, I go in there. A light green. <laughs> so I go in there, right? <laughs> and um, I'm in my alphas. I just left the first sergeant office, uh, John Wayne Fonda, and um. I'm in the office with everybody. It was um, him, Caldwell, you know, all them, him named Freddie, all yeah. them. It was all in there. And um, I don't know how it happened because I, the reason I was in his office because Stansberry was taking me around. He was checking me in. Okay. I mean, not Stansberry. Uh, what's the other? Wesenberry. Yeah, him. He was taking me around. And um, we got pulled over because I didn't have my seatbelt on. <laughs> So I got a ticket, he got a ticket and everything. And we was in the office. I was telling him what was happening. And uh, Caldwell took my my ID. And he was like, how old are you? I think I was probably about 18, 19 then. He's like, when's your birthday? I was like, March 29, 82. I'm telling my age and shit. I probably edited that out. <laughs> but uh, right, not thinking nothing of it. And he was like, uh, so this isn't your birthday on your ID card. I was like, what are you talking about? No lie. Somebody put white out on the back of my ID card and put a different age in there, like date and shit. And I, I swear to God, man, I, to this day, I don't know how it happened. Cause it was a couple of times to where I didn't have my ID on me. Cause you know, the student handlers or whatever, they take your ID card. And then right. I just got the ticket and they took my ID card. And he took my ID card, and then they take your ID card everywhere you, you know, when you're checking in different places. So yep. it could, I don't never look at it. I just take it, put it back in my pocket, think nothing of it. Right. So it could have happened anywhere. Somebody took my ID card, put white out on the back, which is the most stupidest thing ever. Who who would fall for some right, shit like it's that? It's a plastic it's card. A, it's a plastic <laughs> card. You would have to peel the plastic off anyway. So automatically, it's my ID card. I'm at fault. So, <laughs> and then the first song came down there. I just finished talking to him, telling him about uh, my ex was pregnant. I was trying to take leave to go home and all kind of junk like that. And I was like, oh, God. I said, this ain't going good. So, Matt started chewing my ass. And then, I don't know what made me do it because that's not who I am. But I was like, man, whatever. Just like that. And he was like, motherfucker. <laughs> I got kids that's your age and shit like that. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> yeah, buddy. So this is all your first day? My first day. Like checking in? Checking in. Alphas. Still alphas. And now um, oh, I mean, I got my <laughs> got my little my, my, my freaking document bag and everything. And I had a, a Bible yeah. in there that um I either got from boot camp or my mama gave me or something like that. And I was so pissed. I was I left out the office. I was freaking crying. Jenkins was out there. I was like, "Man, how they go 
think I did some shit like that, man. I'm kind of reaching my bag. I pull out the, <laughs> my Bible. I was like, I'm carrying around a freaking Bible, man. Wow, you think I'm going to do something like that? <laughs> wow. So, yeah. <laughs> Introduction to tanks. <laughs> Introduction to tanks. God damn, man. You know what? When I got to tanks, I don't remember much of nothing. I had the same problem. That's why I'm doing these recordings. <laughs> so I have something yeah, on file. I, 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 I cannot remember. I just, man, my memory is so shot these days. It just seems like it's just all seem like a fucking blur. I remember the bullshit pretty much. But anything outside of that, I don't remember too much of nothing, man. Yeah, that's, that's crazy. It just all of a sudden. All the shit just started merging together, and it was like, all right, I was working. Yeah. No, 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 no. What in the hell was that guy's name? It was a corporal there that I could not fucking stand. I know it wasn't Melvin. He was an asshole. <laughs> I know you. I know nah, you're it about. wasn't Melvin. Yeah, I know. I'm just but it was, it, was this, it was this other guy, man. I was a Lance Corporal when I got there. So, and I just came from Japan, so my whole outlook on was different. the Marine Corps was different. And it was this fucking this fucking corporal. I cannot remember his name. I think he I know who you're talking about. Shit. And I'm like, man, God damn, why is he so fucking mean? But did he I'm have like, glasses? We're in the fleet now. Like, we're in the fleet now. So why in the hell is he tripping? And did he have glasses? But, uh, did, hold on. Say what it, did he have glasses? No. He was a white guy. I just remember he was mean as shit and I used to always tell myself matter of fact he used to make us do PMs on online and I hated that shit <laughs> I right, go check this and then come back stand in front of this fucking truck and go back and check this and come back with a dipstick in your hand it was just fucking ridiculous and I used to always tell myself man I can't wait till I make corporal cause I'm gonna cuss his ass out first day <laughs> And of course, by the time I made Corporal, he was gone. And I, was, I just always wanted to not be like him when I, you know, became an NCO or whatever. Damn, I can't remember his name. He was a mean man. Well, I mean, that's crazy then, because, like, I got there. So you was the last couple when you got there. Obviously, I was a freaking PFC and shit. Yeah. But I don't, I don't remember you not being there or whatever. Because um, gotcha. I guess it was just some points in time to where, like, I might have went out on a, you know, I was always out checking in or something when I first got there. Then I had um my ex I was trying to do stuff with, so I was on leave a lot. So you might have came in when I was on leave or something. But, yeah. yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because yeah, you wanted, well, you know, you wanted those faces I remember and a bunch of other ones. But, hell, half the time. I get to looking in those old ass green log books and be like, "Oh shit, who the fuck is this guy?" <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know, man. A lot of the shit just a, a blur for real. I remember some shit, you know. It's like if it didn't have a direct impact, I don't remember it. But if it if it directly affected me, I remember. So yeah, long ass, dumb ass PT runs. <laughs> <laughs> just shit like that. Yeah, yeah, going out around that that freaking tank trail back there behind third. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, back there, Sergeant Lease, the triple threat, you know, shit like that. You Hell yeah, remember. I hated that shit. 
too. Soon as we do a cool down, she's like, "Are right, we gonna do triple threat?" I was like, "Fuck!" It's like, what? Why? Well, we just finished <laughs> running like eighty miles. Well, why are we gonna do some motion? <laughs> right, but then the crazy thing is, when I became an NCO, that was one of the things that I would do. All right, triple threat. I was like, like why am I doing this? And I hate it. <laughs> I said we punish ourselves to make ourselves better. Right. I mean, but hell, I was never I was never a good runner anyway. So shit. I know you could do some pull ups though. I can do some who? I know you could do some pull ups though. You was up there looking like a dolphin and shit. (laughs) Yeah. You know what, man? They they used to make us do that shit in um in Japan a lot. We had a, a gunny, him and his wife. Both of them well, one was gunny, one was a staff sergeant, the name was Smalls. And Gunny Smalls had been in Japan for fucking half his <laughs> half his career. <laughs> but he had these big ass fucking arms and he was short. But he had these big ass arms and that's what all we used to do is fucking pull ups. And then we had this other staff sergeant who used to run us on the seawall all the fucking time. So we was halfway some PT studs. But I got my first twenty in Japan, fooling with him because that's all we ever did was pull ups, pull ups, pull ups. Nah, so oh. when I got the tanks, of course, you know, I tried to keep it up, but um, shit happened. Eventually, I quit giving a damn. Yeah, and, you know, go from twenty to fifteen. Like, all right, it's fine, <laughs> you know. And shit, and to this day, I don't think I ever got a hundred crunches for real. It's probably written on some PFT somewhere. Yeah, but I don't think I ever <laughs> like sixty. 70. All right, count by tens. All right, cool. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, I don't don't remember. But, yeah. Pull-ups was was my thing. Only one time ever in my career. I did 20. One time. That was it. And I think that was like, I can't, that was right out of Sardin's course. So, I was, that was the most fit I had ever been in my career. Other than the one deployment when gotcha. I came out, jailhouse buff and shit. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Now they tried to thread me with Sardin's course. <laughs> when I went out to Courthouse Bay, they did not like me at all. I mean, but uh, for what? I mean, uh, for what? Man, coming coming from division, going to Courthouse Bay, which is schools. Yeah. Um. The environment was completely different. You know, of course, at tanks, I was used to just running shit. You know, I was yeah. licensing, dispatch, truck, you know, everything. Yeah. And we had all of, all of that rolling stock at tanks. So when I got out to Courthouse Bay, I had two seven tons, two Humvees, <laughs> and a 105 trailer. I was bored. It was like, this is easy. I can do this shit in my sleep. Yeah. And of course, I'm the senior, I'm the senior sergeant, and you know it was kind of top heavy. We had a gunny, a staff sergeant, and a bunch of other sergeants, and then we had like a a couple lance corporals and a corporal. So it was, I just wasn't part of the good old boy network. So they didn't like me from the day I got there, because I think I went, I went like a couple days before I actually checked in to meet everybody. You know, hey, I'm Sergeant War, blah blah blah. And it was like, hmm. Nobody here looks like me. It's a little weird. (laughs) (laughs) Am I the only black guy here? It's like, okay. So then when I finally checked in, 
it was another it was like Moda T and H E mixed together. Yeah. But as far as the Moda T side of the house, it was, you know, it was me, a corporal, a lance corporal, and a PFC. So it was like this shit is fucking easy as shit. Like there's <laughs> nothing to do out here. <laughs> but uh of course I kept getting in trouble. because uh, I had a, a staff sergeant who I had more time in service, but he had just gotten promoted and he was like a H E guy. Yeah. But uh we bumped heads so much. And then um one day, oh, let me tell you this one. Oh, I'm ready. Hold this, on. Hold on. Look at me. Look one. at look at me. Story time. I'm ready. <laughs> right. <laughs> so so one day, um my guys, man, I, I used to write on the I had this office all the way in the back of the building. You know, you had to go through the through the through the maintenance building and then you had to go through the uh the locker rooms and then my office was all the way in the back. So I was like, all right, cool, that ain't gonna bother me. So I had a I had a desk, a chair, a couch. Oh, okay. And, <laughs> <laughs> and I had a, a dry erase board. So I would just write on the board, you know, everything for them to do for the week because it was just nothing. Easy. Yeah. So, man, they bust their ass. They got everything done because, of course, coming from Division, you kind of know all of that crap to do, you know. So, I got them all set. So, it's a Friday. It's like 1600 you know. Like, all right, I'm going to see if I can get y'all out of here. They're like, oh, for real? Bet. It might have been a little early. It might have been about 1500 Yeah. Whatever. Small detail. But, um. So I go up, I say, hey, uh, staff sergeant, hey, my guys are good. We, we good to go. Can I, you know, let them out of here a little early? He looks at me and he's like, fuck no. I'm like, why not? <laughs> he's like, because the guys up here ain't get their shit done. And I'm like, you mean these three sergeants and this corporal? These NCOs up here ain't, ain't okay, I got one corporal and a you know, lance corporal and a PFC back there, you know, we good on the motor T side. It's like, nah, y'all can't go. We can't go. They need to get the uh, inventory done. I'm like, some tool inventory? You gonna keep these guys for some tools that your NCOs didn't do? He's like, yeah. I'm like, alright. So, I say, you know that really don't make any sense, right? He's like, the fuck you mean, sorry? <laughs> there it is. <laughs> <laughs> And man, I, I just lost it at that point. I'm like, so you mean to tell me you're going to hold these guys for some shit some NCOs did? He's like, yes, we're, we're one unit. So they stay, we stay. I'm like, all right, some bullshit. So he's like, well, if you got a problem with it, you can go. Now, mind you, this is after the deployment. Yeah. So... So, <laughs> so I say to him, I say, you know what? You might not know nothing about this, but I didn't leave my Marines behind in combat. Something you know nothing about because you've been here hiding in the school's battalion for so long. I didn't leave them then and I won't leave them now. And I say this and everybody's like behind us. Oh, <laughs> Kind of crowding around watching. And, you know, it's like tunnel vision because I'm sitting here snapping on this staff NCO and they looking like, oh, shit. <laughs> so he, you know, he, of course, 
Sergeant, you need to stand in the position of attention, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, this motherfucker's going to lock me up at, in front of my guys? All right, cool. All right. So <laughs> eventually he tells me I got a direct order to leave. I'm like, I ain't going no fucking where. You're going to have to escort me about this bitch, but you still need to let my Marines go. So he wouldn't let me go. So I go back on the other side. I say, look, guys, check this out. Y'all going to sit right here. Y'all ain't going to do shit that they got to do. If they ask you to do anything, you're not doing it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. So um, I didn't win that battle, but I gained, you know, I, I gained some clout with my Marines because they looked at me and, you know, one of the guys, he was like, man, ain't nobody ever spoke up for us like that. You know, I was like, man, that shit is fucking sad. You know, yeah. ever since that day, well, the next morning, no, I'm sorry, Monday, when I got back to work, of course, I had to stand tall in front of the gunny and he chewed my ass up and down, left and right. And I'm like, but this shit don't make any sense. But again, I wasn't part of the good old boy network. They drove lifted trucks and spit tobacco and my truck had 24s on it. Like they, <laughs> <laughs> it just, you know, the barrier just wasn't there. And that's when I really learned, you know, what the good old boy network was because for real, the tanks, we really didn't have it. Nah, cause we was all together all the time, man. Yeah, especially at tanks, because right. um, freaking what it was—it wasn't just Motor T there. It was engineers, it was the welders, it was the tankers, freaking scouts, toes, right. a freaking yeah. com. Everybody was in that one compound. Supply everybody. So yep. I mean, everybody. We had to get along. We was that. Right. We so, was a unit. Man, it, it was horrible being out there, man. It was. It was. I think. I don't know what my problem was. I just, I was, I really wanted to get promoted, to be honest. Yeah. And I, I felt like I should have been promoted way before I ever did. So, or way before I ever didn't, rather. Yeah. Uh, but I had, you know, some run-ins with that, with that gunny, that staff sergeant, and then it was a bunch of other mess. It's like, man, you need to take a picture. We lost your picture. How the fuck you lose a digital picture? <laughs> like, like, oh, and, that, and then it was like, uh, you got a gap in your fit rep. How? how? How do I get a gap in my fit rep? I left, I left here, went here, uh, and then came here. Like, there should not be a gap. How is there a gap? And I was like, oh, well, you need to go back and talk to some lieutenant. I'm like, I don't know where the fuck he at. Because, like, you know, I went to California for a year. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And I had, you know, some, I had a, a whole other chain of command out there, but they did the fit rep, but it was no gap day. So it was like, man, you motherfuckers need to just promote me, goddammit. I just, I was just so anxious for it because I was so, I felt like I was so stagnant as a sergeant because I had been one since my first enlistment. And, you know, so shit, four years later, I'm ready to do something else. Yeah. But you know, shit just didn't happen that way. Man, so. I, I remember you um, earlier, you was talking about um, they was threatening you with Sardin's course. Let me tell you what happened with me. Yeah, 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 yeah. Let me tell you oh, what happened. Okay. I, I was in Beaufort uh, down in South Carolina. And um, it was kind of like similar situation to you, but I mean, they was all they all looked like me. <laughs> oh, shit. So it was just, it was just like, I didn't, I, I, you know me for the most part, you know, I don't, yep. I don't bump heads with nobody. 
You know, you tell me right. to do something, I go do it. But it was just something yeah. about this group of individuals where I was. I dog, I didn't agree with shit they said. I didn't like. I didn't even like to hear the sound of their voice, dog. <laughs> I was just like disgruntled. I was fucking pissed all the goddamn time. And so damn promotion was coming around. I was gonna go from sergeant to staff sergeant, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, bottom line, you know, it, it's, I'm gonna put. I'm not gonna put it all on them. I'm going to say I put 51% of this on them <laughs> and I take the rest. But okay. um, that year, I, I mean, I knew I was good. I, I had everything. I didn't have Sergeant's course or nothing. Um, my rifle range was all right, but I wanted to go and leave because I had a dude that I worked with in Lejeune real close. I mean, he, I consider him to be like a brother to me. And he just okay. he was coming back from deployment, and I wanted to be there when he got back. So I submitted for leave like a week in advance. And he's like, "All right, yeah, you good to go." And then I think like the day of, because when when they do snap ins for the rifle range on a Friday, Thursday, they do it on a Thursday. Then they transport the weapons on Friday. Right. So now um, I went on leave Wednesday. And I think the day before I left, dude was like, you know, you're on a rifle range, right? I was like, no, I'm not. I'm on leave. I'll be on leave. They approved my leave. I mean, they knew I was going to leave a week in advance. And they ain't, you just ain't going to pop up on me talking about I'm going to the range when you approve my leave. So he's right. like, dude was just like, he was like a, a, another sergeant or something, whatever. He was like a clerk or whatever. He's like, all right. So. I left. I went on leave. I went. I drove from South Carolina back up to freaking Lejeune to be there. So, I mean, I met my homeboy. I stayed the night. And, like, early the next morning, got a phone call. It's like, where you at? I said, I'm on leave. Where you think I'm at? I'm in Lejeune. It's like, you supposed to be at Snap-In this morning. I was like, no, you, I'm on leave. I told you why I had to be here. I had to be here for when my brother got back or whatever. And it's like, dog, you need to come back, man. I was like, wow. no, I'm not coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, I mean, to call you back, though. but I was like, I was like, let's just think about this. It's like five and a half hours away. I'm not going to make it back in time to do snap in or weapon turn in or all the other bullshit. Right. So against my better judgment, I got in the car and I started to make the drive back. So I was driving back and I was just like. Um, we had um, freaking a gunnery sergeant in our group. He was like the acting first sergeant. So I called him directly and I was like, hey, they calling me back to go to rifle range. I'm already on leave. I'm not going to make it in time. Can I just stay here and finish out my leave? I mean, makes sense, right? Right. I was like, I'm not going to just drive all the way five hours back just not to do nothing and not make it on time. He's like, yeah, just go ahead and finish out your leave or whatever. I was like, all right, cool, bet. So I stayed the rest of the weekend and all the time that I put down for leave. Then when I get back to South Carolina, it's like, why you didn't come back? I was like, I wasn't going to make it anyway. He's like, I had the hookup. I was going to get you pardoned for all the other shit, and we was just going to make sure you was on the range for Monday. I was like, whatever. I mean, it's done now, right? I mean, so board come up. I didn't get selected because I didn't have a rifle range. <laughs> so Damn. it was like, okay, since you didn't get selected, guess where you finna go? Motherfucking Sergeant's course. <laughs> oh, <that's cool. laughs> 
Hell no. So damn. Wow. They sent me out the sergeant's course, and like I said, that was the only time I got twenty pull ups in my whole career. They wore me the fuck out physically, dog. <laughs> yeah, it was definitely a uh, a PT academy. Yeah, and that's the but, first thing they tell you the first day. This is not yeah. a PT academy. I was like, bullshit. <laughs> right. Because when I was at Corporal's course, I would see them across the way like, man, the fuck? Hell no. But they tried to threaten me. Now, of course, I'm short. This is, I got out in October of 06. So this was, you know, a couple months before that or whatever. they like, well, war, what are you going to do? I'm like, man... I'm getting out. Well, you need to go to Sergeant's course. Like you didn't hear okay. me? I just said I'm getting out. What the fuck I'm gonna need Sergeant's course for? Even even if it wasn't that, I'm like, look, I'm the most senior sergeant here. And I I don't know if I was no, I wasn't in zone yet, I don't think. Whatever it was, but I was, you know, the most senior sergeant. So I'm like, no, I'm not I'm not going. I don't. I don't need it to get promoted. I'm close enough. <laughs> so <laughs> he's like, "Well, you, you, he, what did he say? Something about you seem unsure about getting out. So uh, we're gonna start with the most senior, and that's you. So you know, you're going to Sergeant's course. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not unsure." I'm not getting out. I mean, I am getting out, and I'm not going to Sergeant's course. He's like, well, you first up. I'm like, all right, whatever. So that was my issue with the gunny, and that issue happened after my issue with the staff sergeant. <laughs> so it just became it just became that thing, and the next thing I know, I was like, uh, why am I on the road driving a fucking seven-ton? It, it just started to be all punishment type shit, and it's like, man. I'm definitely getting the fuck out now. Yeah. But the shit was just fucking horrible. Because, of course, I used to throw all kind of shit in their face. You know, everybody need to show up in, in Charlie's. And Alphas. And I'm looking around like, damn. Y'all ain't, y'all ain't got no... What have y'all been doing out here? <laughs> Why do I got more damn ribbons and badges than you, Gunny? What's, what's going on here? <laughs> <laughs> so this shit was man it was just horrible man they used to throw this shit in my face and I used to be on man I used to be on on duty so fucking much it was just ridiculous man if you if you could still talk to she tell you cause she used to come out there and bring me food and shit and it was a sleeping post so you know she used to be in the barracks room waiting on me to come up there to go to sleep they had a fucking pool table big screen tv in a damn duty hut it's like man i can do this shit standing on my head but why do i keep having fucking duty <laughs> <laughs> like man i stay out in town y'all can't find nobody else it's like man this shit's fucking ridiculous and I, I still don't get that to this day it's like they got buku motherfuckers that live in the barracks that whole complex and right. motherfuckers from out in town still and it was only two in. buildings yeah like, man this shit is ridiculous but yeah I was on man, I was on duty so fucking much I'm like man this is ridiculous no we go um, yep. backtrack a little bit uh, cause um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah just like that <laughs> uh, um 
This is going to bring me back to what I was asking. Um, over the weekend, I had a group of students with me helping me with a show or whatever. And I just, um, I had my recorder with me and I asked them two simple questions. Where are you from? And why did you join the Marine Corps? So I'm going to extend those two questions to you, sir. What was the second question again, sir? Where are you from? And why did you join the Marine Corps? Ooh. Well, where am I from? I am from East St. Louis, Illinois, which is uh, about 15 minutes, five minutes, depending on what part of the city you're in, from St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, why did I join the gun club? Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, my mother was a very, very popular person in the city. She was a guidance counselor and a volleyball coach, softball coach. Everybody knew my mom. And uh, she put me in this program for engineering at uh, Southern Illinois University at Carbondale. And uh, going through this program, you had the opportunity to win a scholarship to go to this school so anyway for engineering so anyway I won the scholarship and I was going to go to um, Carbondale for engineering alright cool so I never felt like I actually earned it I always felt that the scholarship was given to me because the, the director knew my mother Yeah. so my idea was I really wanted to do something that my mom had no connections to. So um, at first I said, well, I'm going I'm to go to the Air Force. And uh, me and Vicky had, uh, Vicky is my first wife. Uh, me and her had devised this plan. We were going to go to the Air Force together. And... Um, Apparently, I wasn't smart enough that day when we took the test, so she actually got in, and I didn't. And uh, the Air Force recruiting office was upstairs, and when you came down the stairs, to the right was the Marines, to the left was the Army, and down the hall was the Navy. So as I'm coming down the steps, all disgruntled because the Army recruiter told me I wasn't going to be able to go. I think I was a few points away. It's a freaking Marine <laughs> standing <laughs> in the doorway like parade rest. Mm-hmm. Weird as shit. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he's like, hey. I see where this is going. You ever thought about uh, coming to the Marines? I'm like, nah. You know, so anyway, fast forward. I wasn't from that area. Uh, so he sent me to the, the Marine recruiter that was in my area. And... Um, that's how I met Staff Sergeant Baskerville. And um, once I f- talked to him, I figured out that the Marine Corps was basically something that my mom had no dealings with. And it was something that I was going to be able to do on my own to prove to myself that I can actually do something without the help of my mom. So that's the long answer of why I actually joined the Marines. Boom. I like it. I can dig that. Yeah. Yeah, shit. I had no idea. I never yeah, asked you before. So, <laughs> it was a 
yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it was, uh, Man, the Marines was uh, something that is weird that I still pride myself on it to this day. It's like I became, I, I was, when I was a young Marine, I was really gung-ho for it. And then I kind of got complacent, you know, from E4, E5. And then um, when I got out at first, I kind of despised the Marine Corps because it was, it was my idea to do 20 years. So when I didn't do that, I f- kind of felt like a failure. But then I knew some shit was wrong with me. <laughs> <laughs> and I couldn't quite figure it out. And uh, that kind of spins into the rest of my life after the Corps. But, uh, but yeah, man, I, I I still pride myself on it to this day. It's some, you know, some some parts of it that I didn't like and some parts of it that I love. And, but uh, overall, it was a great experience for me for eight long, hard years. Yeah. That's what's up, man. Man, it's just... Because I, I wind up, like, now that I'm here in this teaching position or whatever, it's like I got all these students here. And when I look at these guys and girls or whatever, I, I see me, dog. And I was like... I yeah. was here in this classroom. I was here on this raggedy ass base, doing the same yeah. stuff, and yep. I, you know, I, I I sit there and I try. I tell them all this stuff that happened to me, and you know, people that I was with, and you know, I just I'm trying to save them, man. It's just like I tell my kids, bro. I was like, you don't want to do this. You don't want to do this. I know they ain't gonna listen to me, but I I feel I, I'm obligated to say such because I, you know, I don't want them. At least if they do do something messed up they can have that in the back of their head it's like oh man he told me that this was gonna happen and shit like that so yeah because i tell them about my first wife i tell them about that girl that i told you about i tell them about the night i went to 108 i tell them about all that stuff man just so they know i mean the risk yeah it's just it's it's crazy it's a lot of risk man and they definitely need to know it you know, I, I saw a bunch of them at uh, Six Flags, man. This shit was just fucking hilarious. And you know uh, what's funny about that? I know that? the group that was there at the Six Flags. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, because um, that's the they hear they um rollovers. They here for advanced school now, so they got a little more leeway. Oh, okay. So, gotcha. um, seen some pictures on the internet today, and it was them at Six Flags. So I know it was had to be that wow. group. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Small world. Wow. I need to see those pictures. Oh, it wasn't nothing bad. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was it was definitely a good time, man. I learned a lot and then, hell, I went through a lot of shit, troubles and trials and, and you know, it was it was my it was my learning years for real, man. Shit. I think what was I? That my mom signed for me when I was 17. I didn't actually go to boot camp until I was 18. You know, shit, I got out when I was 20, 25, 26 or some shit like that, whatever it was. But, man, it was a good time, man. Yeah, I remember I was going, and I wanted to do the same thing, have my mom and them sign for me at 17. And my mama wasn't having that shit. She was like, I ain't signing nothing. You ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I was like, hey. Well, see, and I was just like, you you can either sign it now, 
or you, I'm mm-hmm. when I turn eighteen, I'm gonna do it anyway. <laughs> Sir. So and she knew that. You know, my mom knew that. She was she was smart, but you know, she she tried to she tried to get me to make a, a decision that she wanted me to make. She's like, you know, hey, you got this scholarship, you can go and do that, and if you want to, you can go in the Marines as an officer. And then it was like, I'm gonna do that shit. <laughs> 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 and then you know going to that school it was kind of a party school and I was still DJing because I was a DJ before so I was DJing I'm like man I ain't gonna study nothing I ain't got enough discipline I'm gonna be <laughs> everything to move DJing at this damn school probably flunk out this ain't gonna work so I definitely wanted to you know do something with a little more structure to it and you know I did it you know, I think I went to boot camp around the worst time you could possibly go well, you went October. to hot. Oh, okay. Yeah, you went to cold. Yeah, yeah. It, but it wasn't that bad because I was at uh, San Diego. But it was I missed all the holidays. Yeah, I that's graduated a- boot camp. I spent New Year's at boot camp. <laughs> it's like, yeah, what the fuck. So I think, yeah, I went around. I went in the summer, so I was in San Diego too, and it was fucking hot. <laughs> yeah, it's super hot. No, I can remember. Um, you remember the day, like when it was close to graduation, they took you down by the barbershop and they took your pictures and shit, right? With the uh, dress yeah. blue coat. Yeah, yeah. Just right. if you look at my picture, dog, I look sick as fuck because I was. You know why? Because just before I walked in there to go take that damn picture, I was in the pit. <laughs> oh shit, <laughs> man! I I was so disappointed. When we went in there to take those take those pictures, because you know they they cycle you in and you you just put it's like a you half know how coat. It is. The back is open. <laughs> yeah. yeah, the back open. It's like a arms and everybody using the same jacket. I'm like, for real, this is this <laughs> this can't be real life. <laughs> you, know, you know, when you find out, you know, some some other shit. <laughs> Yeah, it's like a you slide that bitch on like a hospital gown. Yeah, like come on, man, this ain't supposed. To, this ain't how this supposed to be. So you know, I always look at that picture and say, "My mom's out there." I'm like that fuck ass coat. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I want a real picture with a real jacket on. Some bullshit. Yeah, but uh, shit. Hell, even boot camp is a is a blur. But then again, that was eons ago for me. Yeah, I mean. I remember, like I said, just how I said earlier, I, I remember the fucked up stuff about it. Or, you know, the stuff that jump out there like that. But I don't, I can remember, I couldn't remember day to day being out Man. there. Right, that boot camp for me was, man, it was, it was almost, it was almost just fucking easy to be honest. Yeah, <laughs> because once I became a scribe. Oh, okay. <laughs> My whole life changed. You know, so I remember going through the child hall and at the end of the child line was the drill instructor. And he looks at me and he's like, Ward, you know how to write? I'm like, yeah, I know how to write. (laughs) (laughs) But you know, you're in boot camp mode, but in your head, you're like, the fuck is he going with this? He's like, you got any experience? I'm like, well, you know, this recruit used to work for two law offices. I also worked for the senator and all this other shit before, you know. So you like, all right, you my new scribe. 
all right. <laughs> and and again, that was another time I learned that life was just, you know, the backside of life was altogether different. So when they was training me, you know, to be the scribes, like, all right, you got to write these T cards. And like, I'm sitting here writing these T cards and I'm thinking to myself, but y'all do this shit all the time. Why do y'all need fucking notes about what to do next? Don't yeah. y'all already know? Am I just writing this shit for the fuck of it? <laughs> of course, you, you, know, you ain't never going to say nothing. And then when it came time to, uh, you know, do the test, you know, you know, you had to learn the rank structure. You had to learn the general orders and all this other stuff. So you got all these kids coming through doing all of this. And I have to write, uh, you know, test scores and all this other stuff. So when they get down to me, because I'm the last one, it's like, all right, you describe. So we're just going to give you a hundred. Word? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Even though, you know, I, I studied all this shit before. You know, so before I went to boot camp, I knew my social frontwards and backwards. I knew, you know, all the general orders. I, I knew rank structure. I knew everything. So it's like, I ain't got to take a test. Y'all just go bet. So a lot of the times it became easy, easy in boot camp because I didn't have to do a lot of the stuff that other people had to do. Uh, you know, because I was a scribe. You know, God like, damn scribe! <laughs> hey man, hey when it became time to you know when it came time to do dumb shit, you know, they on the quarter deck. Hey, I'm I'm writing T cards. I'm writing T cards. I'm not. <laughs> my guy, you get a pass. And then like, uh, what was that? That what's that one week you have off that you know, you're supposed to do like the child hall? Oh yeah, or team week. Rounds kick. Yeah, team week or whatever. So my team week was easy as shit again. Uh, I didn't have to go to the child hall, do that dumb shit. I was, you know, we did the groundskeeping. Yeah. So we had this one, I don't even know what the fucking building was now, but we, it was this building and they had this closet and it was like four of us. And all we had to do was like empty the trash, police call around the building and just be quiet and, you know, stay under the radar. Man, we would be in this fucking closet. Sleep. You know, we would have a, a sleep. Where we would have one guy, you know, doing this little roving. So it was almost like we we had already orchestrated how everything was gonna work. Like, all right, we're gonna be sleep. You gonna do you know do the rounds, and then you know you wake us up, and then you know, you know. So it was like firewatch. Like, all right, bet. So you know, we skated that fucking week, and then I almost got dropped. And uh, for what rifle range? Now, if, if anybody, man, if anybody knows me, any and everybody knows that I cannot fucking shoot for shit. Okay, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's 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 is no no myth about it. I cannot shoot that well. So I I was a pizza box to start. I was a pizza box at the end, but uh, they almost dropped me because. Technically, I failed the rifle range. You know, this was back when they had, you had to get, was it 186 or 130 or whatever the fuck. Some shit. The old numbers style. Anyway, I'm showing my age now. (laughs) (laughs) But anyway, so technically, I I failed the range. But when they, they said they had to look at my book to see what I had actually done. So when they looked at my book, I had actually passed by a point. But on the cards and the pits, I, I was a fail. 
but when they they looked at my uh, at my book, and it's like, all right, you passed. So I'm like, for real? <laughs> Bet. <laughs> so, See again, you know, skate through boot camp. They they preach that shit, the man. Parts. They preach that shit. Keep up your goddamn fucking rifle yeah. book. <laughs> yeah, I I kept up with my book, so it was like one one or two points or some dumb shit like that. I think I still got that book too. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I, I kept up with my book, and I ended up you know passing the range, and uh. You know, went on to be a, a marine, but of course, like I said, man, I I never was a, a good a good shot. No, you be five hundred, no sir. Shit, <laughs> if be... I don't qualify before I get to the five, leave it alone. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> you be money here. You be money now, cause now they give you this big ass scope on that motherfucker now, RCU, and like no lie, if if you get down on the two hundred. And you look through that scope. Uh-huh. It's like you standing in front of the goddamn target, dog. It's like serious? like I'm looking at the bugs crawling on the freaking numbers and shit. <laughs> <laughs> and that 500 is just like cake. So I mean, I'm just sitting there like, yeah, yeah, I got this, yeah. <laughs> it's a it's a fucking scope now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Acog. Man, you got to be kidding. Yeah, I mean, I ain't like no goddamn American sniper shit or nothing like that. It's just like right, a, yeah. But I'm saying, man, look, I was the king of Kentucky windage. <laughs> <laughs> it's about this many clicks this way. You know, I'm halfway fucking retarded. I couldn't. How many clicks to adjust it? Man, nah, fuck that. This flag going that way. That flag going this way. Man, fuck it. I'm just gonna aim it and hope I hit the target. See. <laughs> And because like when we were shooting, um, it was all iron sights and shit, right? So yeah, the first day because now we got the M4s, the smaller rifle, and they gotcha. hand, I get to my unit, they hand me this thing for the rifle range, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? What a long ass! <laughs> what the rest of the rifle at, dog? <laughs> and I was like, what's what's this? I'm looking at it, I'm like, what the hell is this thing? This goddamn binoculars? What is this? <laughs> I was like, dog, can you take this shit off? Can you take this scope off thing off of here? It's like, <laughs> really? Do you want to take it off for real? I was like, fuck it, man. I, I see how it works. And I get out there for the first time, and I snap in on the little barrel. I'm looking through this thing. I'm like, yeah. Goddamn, the barrel right there. <laughs> wow. That shit close as yeah. hell. I mean, you don't even have to. Um, you yeah, barely even have to adjust the um the windage on that thing. All you have to do is um. When you look through it, they got a arrow at the top, and then they got like the different notches on that on the um, the arrow. So if you're on the two hundred, you can leave it right at the tip, and then when you go back to the three, you just raise it up a little bit. Then you go back, you just raise it up a little bit till you're on point. That is crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I had an old M sixteen A two service rifle. <laughs> And I could not get that shit for the life of me. Because, <laughs> I, you know, afterwards, you know, people pulling your butts, they're like, man, you ain't make it. I know. <laughs> like, hey, Bonza, make sure you're pulling my butts, man. <laughs> hey, yeah, that shit got easier once people started getting cell phones and shit. They'd be texting down to the pits, be like, hey, I'm on 15, dog. And we make sure we switch around and shit. <laughs> Yeah, this is this is pre pre cell phones. Hell, I didn't get a cell phone until 
Matter of fact, until I went to California because I called you and asked you, how do I text? <laughs> <laughs> like, hey, man, how do you text? <laughs> like, you told you were the first person to taught me how to text. Hell yeah. Because <laughs> I had that, uh, the little slide the phone. The slide phone, yeah. Radio, for, uh, radio Shack, the Kia Sarah or some shit. Kia Sarah slide. Hell yeah. I had, uh, I had some shit. Before that, I was. I had some shit that looked like a goddamn Game Boy or some shit or whatever the fuck. Oh, that, uh... I don't know. Uh, sidekick or some shit? Nah, it wasn't that one. It was, a, it was a Nokia. I forget what the hell it was, but yeah. It looked it looked something like a sidekick, but it didn't flip up and then it was just like a screen and a whole bunch of buttons. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got my sidekick when I was in California. Man, California was... Man, I love California so much, man that place that was the hardest I think I ever worked in the core but it was the most fun I ever had too so you ever get down to you ever get down to Palm Springs uh no no I never I don't think I went down to Palm Springs maybe I did cause around the time I think um I came to see you out there one time but it wasn't I don't know if it was for Cax or something because I went to California ass load of times but I think well, I don't know yeah. but well, see we was at March Air Force Base yeah it, and we was doing a um, it was like a modified you know Iraq training yeah that's that's it what in, it was for yeah. yeah yeah so it was it was uh, the buildings you know, it was a abandoned base base housing yeah that we turned into a training facility so y'all can actually go in and kick doors break real glass and you know shit like that instead of you know modifying shit fucking paintballs yeah you know it was actually a, a chance for y'all to you know hurt yourselves and actually do real <laughs> shit you know but uh that was the best time for me because I got a chance to really show my skills as a leader because once once we finally got the base up and running to start accepting you know people to come in and train I was over the motor T I was over the maintenance you know so I every morning I would hold a form two formations I would have my motor T and my maintenance guys in front of me and then I would dismiss them to go work and I would about face and talk to the security guys that manned all the posts around around the uh, facility because we used to have a problem with um, homeless people trying to stay in, inside. Oh. You know. Yeah, so, you know, we used to have to have security, you know, because you know, they would cut the fence and, you know, be staying in the houses and they don't realize that you fucking around and really get hurt in here. But uh, it really, you know... It, I really showcased uh, my, my leadership skills that I learned from, from Second Tank Battalion there, because like again I was running the motor pool, I was making sure that everybody in the training facility had, you know, enough cases, you know, enough water, enough child, you know, and all of that crap, you know, briefings and make sure people had vehicles, blah 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 blah. So, but it was it was the best time because eventually. When my gunny, my staff sergeant, and everybody else figured out I had it, you know, I started getting phone calls from, from the golf course. Hey, Ward, we know you got it. Uh, call us if you need us. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, all right. You know, so I got a picture of me sitting in this uh, 
in this trailer and on one side of the trailer was you know the captain's office the other side was the, the i think i had a master sergeant it was his office and in the middle was me <laughs> you know so it was like all right i got this board with all of the vehicle numbers what's up what's down what needs what and every time we needed to get something fixed we had to go all the way to what's the name of the damn big base uh shit what? you know pendleton Pendleton. Yeah, we had to drive all the way to Pendleton from Marjorie Air Force Base to get parts or fix stuff or trade vehicles. Whatever. So, but it was it was a good time. It, it showed me a lot. I learned a lot. I played hard too, and I worked worked hard too. Man, so. being well, y'all did a good job because being out there fucking sucked. <laughs> I can remember hey. being out there, man, and um. I guess that air from up on top of the mountains was blowing that snow down in there and shit. It, it rained one day, then that shit turned into snow. It was like cold in the motherfucker, dog. We was out there, <laughs> bitches shivering and shit. We all had our hands in our pockets. <laughs> oh, shit. Just miserable as Gloves, fun. devil. Yeah, we had army gloves. Ah. <laughs> uh... <laughs> Matter of fact, I gotta, um, I gotta, hey. I gotta find it. I'm gonna try to send it to you. It's um, a picture of us out there. Um, we was in a big field or whatever, and it was just all of us out there, cold as shit, with our hands in our pockets, and it was snowing. So I'm gonna try to send that to you if I can find it. Uh, hey, I got, I got a fucking tank stuck. What? Out there at March Air Force Base, my guys ended up getting a tank. Stuck. Let me tell you this. Yeah, I'm. Hold on. Here we go. Story so, time. <laughs> so you know they they pretty much had free reign because they knew what their jobs were. You know, so I had heavy equipment. I had motor tea, whatever, whatever. So it started off because I think the forklift got stuck first, or was it the Humvee? It might have been the Humvee was stuck. Is he the chicken or the egg? Forklift. Now, mind you. I'm sitting in my office and I hear all of this this heavy equipment moving in and out. So, okay, the Humvee goes out, it gets stuck. Then all of a sudden, the big tram goes out. I'm like, oh, damn, what the hell is going on? You know, because I know the tram ain't don't need to be moving because I think it was during those times where nobody was out there and was at a downtime. So I'm like, God damn, okay. So then, after that, they finally come in and say, hey, uh, Sarwood, we... Uh, we got a uh, the tram stuck. I'm like, okay. Well, go get the 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 wrecker, the tank wrecker, and just pull it out. Mind you, I didn't leave my office. <laughs> 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 so I hear a tank start up. It go out there. I'm like, all right, cool. I'm sitting there for maybe a couple more hours. I hear another tank start up. I'm like, man, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> so I hop in my, I had a, um, I had a uh, Dodge Durango at the time. So I had, a, I hop in my truck and I drive out there. And in this big ass field, it was, it had just rained not too long ago. So it was just marsh. And all of a sudden you see fucking Humvee stuck up to his fucking axles in mud. And the next thing you see is this fucking tram trying to get this thing out. So eventually, they got the the wrecker, the tank 
uh, record to get the tram and the Humvee out. But then the tank record got stuck. So these idiots thought it was wise enough to go get a regular tank to try to pull the record out. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm going to send you those pictures. I got to find it. They're on my hard drive somewhere. Man, the the turret, I could look into it standing on the ground. That's how deep it was stuck. Oh, shit. We had, we had to dig. They had everybody out there digging to get this fucking Abrams out of the fucking mud, man. It was so fucking ridiculous. And that was a that was one of the worst days out there because we were literally out there from sunup to sundown digging, digging a fucking tank out of mud. <laughs> and then trying to, you know, because they got the, the, the wrecker out eventually. I don't know how the fuck they got that out, but they had the, the Abrams stuck. So, man, it was, it was terrible. <laughs> but... <laughs> When you see when you see the pictures, dog, you're gonna be like, "What the fuck?" It's terrible. Never, never ever heard it. <laughs> All right, I, I got a story for you. Now, we we deployed together. Oh shit! But um, yeah, I know we wasn't together the whole time. I mean, you was doing your things, I was doing some of my stuff. So mm-hmm. when you say you um got the tank stuck, I want to tell you about my little incident. Is when we um actually. Got the go ahead to go in. Oh, I like that hat. Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but um, it was. Go ahead with your story. It was like um, whenever we got the go ahead to go into Iraq. And now. <laughs> you fucking with me, man. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Give my, give my, it's story time. You're supposed to be paying attention. Right, man. Lock it up. All right. All right. I said. <laughs> so we got to go ahead to go into Iraq and shit, right? This is when we went in. And um, I think we was convoying at night. And um, I was in the back. It was uh, me and a, I forget who all else. But it had a point to where it was just we was riding. We was using MVGs and all kind of junk. And then... Um, we hit like a dust bank or something, some clouds, and I couldn't see shit. So I slowed down, and when the damn dust settled and everything, whoever was in front of me was gone. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, shit. So I damn, I pull over, and I stop, and I fucking jump out the damn truck, and I run to um, the sergeant that was uh, behind me. Um, I think it was Reed or something like that. And I was like, I can't find nobody. I, I, I don't know what to do. <laughs> so I go back in my truck. He's like, he's like, just get back on the road. We're going down, you know, try to catch up. I was like, all right. So I jump back in the truck and I try to go tire spinning seven ton, just tire spinning. I'm like, Oh shit. And I jump back out the truck again. I run up to him. I'm stuck, man. I can't get out. You know, I'm fucking freaking the fuck out. Right. And he's like, uh, did you try to drive line locks? I was like, the, the what? To drive who? Because <laughs> we just got the seven tons then. I mean. The buttons on the dash. Yeah. We just got the seven tons then. I mean, all they did was pump us right. through, get us the license so we can deploy. And then um, yeah. he jumped in the cab. He hit the, um, he locked in the tires and everything and drove right out. And I was like, I saw it. <laughs> we fucking jumped back in the truck and haul ass and caught up with everybody else. That was my fault. (laughs) 
Nah, that wasn't your fault. That was a uh, him name. <laughs> nah, was you? You was you was in front of me. I mean, you was behind me. Oh, oh, okay. So yeah, because you was so, up front. Yeah, so let me tell you how that all started. And it's oh. weird that that you mentioned this because I never knew what happened to the people behind me. I just figured they all caught back up. So we're getting ready to go in. It's dark as shit, and we're waiting. We were waiting for a long-ass time before we actually went in, and um, I was asleep. <laughs> I was in the seventh time. I was in the seventh time asleep. We were still in Kuwait, but we were we were going in. We were convoying in. Yeah, I remember that. And um, Thompson, he comes up to the seventh time, and he's like, uh, hey, Sergeant, are we supposed to be leaving? I'm like, what the fuck you mean? He's like, because the rest of the convoy left a few minutes ago. And I'm like, and I look up and I'm like, oh shit, there's <laughs> nobody in front of me. Oh man, like, fuck. So, you know, we had the 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 lights, not the headlights, but the yeah, the blackout markers. Blackout markers. There you go. You should know that. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm looking. I'm driving the seven ton, but I had just enough light to look at the tire tracks in front of me. And that's how I end up catching back up with the rest of the the company because I fell asleep. They left and he was the truck right behind me. And I, I ended up following tire treads until we caught up. So you probably were part of that whole slinky thing from me falling asleep. I started. That whole <laughs> See man, and I, I never knew that, dog. See now, yeah, now yeah. I can complete my story when I tell the students. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Because I I fell asleep. Thompson woke me up, and uh, and that's that's how we ended up getting uh, that whole slinky thing right before we went in. And then I'm hell after that. I I couldn't sleep. Hell yeah, <laughs> it was like seventy two hours before we like actually had a stop. And that was it. That was my boy Demarco, man. <laughs> And it was great chatting with the dude, man. He had lots to say. Um, he told me about how he wound up being in the Marine Corps, and I I never knew that. I mean, it was something that I never thought to ask because we were both in the military. We were both there to do the same mission. So, I mean, it never crossed my mind once to ever ask him, you know, what drove him to join the Marine Corps. And I found out, and it was fucking cool and um you might have heard in the audio or whatever but he was just fucking with me the whole time because we was on skype uh with the camera and shit and i'm a saints fan i'm from louisiana so i support my state and he was in his little man oasis his shoe closet or whatever with his thousands of pair of uh, shoes and shit and he was flashing a freaking uh new orleans saints hat on the freaking camera it fucking with me the whole time and shit. But it was great to hear from that dude. And um, that was part one. Uh, so sometime this week, I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to chop it up. And I'm going to put up part two for y'all to listen to. And uh, we dive in deep a little more into um, different scenarios of the deployment. And um, I think that's when he also tell me about his uh, shoe fetish. Because him love him some shoes. And... A whole bunch of other zany, wacky shit. 
and what to not. But I appreciate it that y'all listening. And uh, y'all can come back again uh, later on this week. I have y'all part two of my podcast with freaking Ward. But what I want to do right now, uh, usually I freaking shout out everybody that um, followed me uh, recently on my Twitter account, which you can also follow at RRR underscore podcast. I know you sound like a pirate when you say it because you like R underscore podcast, but it's three R's underscore podcast. Or if you want to see me, because you got to look at words. You got to look at them with your eyeballs to read them. If you want to see me tweet about random wrestling stuff, random, random wrestling stuff on my personal account, which you can also follow at it's B Rob. So that's I T S B R O B. Make sure to give me a follow and we can talk about the wrestlings and whatnot. But what I want to do right now, instead of giving shout outs this week, I want to go ahead and give away a freaking digital download for Snow White and the Huntsman. I know the new movie coming out here pretty soon. So in honor of that, I want to go ahead and give away a free digital copy of Snow White and the Huntsman so you can watch that before you go out and see the new movie. And I'm going to just go ahead and uh, shout out the digital code right now. And if you're one of the lucky people to go ahead and get it and download it, um, shoot me a tweet. Uh, send me a post on Facebook. Like I said, you can go to the um, freaking website, randomrobcast.com, and you can find all my social media accounts or whatever. So you'll find some kind of way to get in touch with me. Let me know that you um, got the code. And that code is YPP9PPT9KFPFP. And once again, that code is Y-P-9-P-P-T-9-K-F-P-F-P. And you can redeem that on um, the Ultraviolet website or you can download that through iTunes. Um, If you got the code and you having some troubles redeeming it, just hit me up. I can get you a picture of the freaking code slip the way you can follow the directions but I'm pretty sure you've probably done that a million trillion times already because it's 2016 shout out to Paul Griffin and everybody should know how to fucking work the computer except for my brother who doesn't have Wi-Fi which you heard on the last episode and I still don't freaking understand why dude don't have motherfucking Wi-Fi in his goddamn place but once again I digress so um, join me later on this week for part two of our podcast with Ward, Mr. Sneaks, goddamn Betty Face, son, motherfucking your favorite mailman. And with that being said, I'll see you next time.